WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It's 829. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here this morning on the program. Hope you're enjoying uh, your Saturday morning here. Maybe having a second cup of coffee there and just got the radio on or just kind of maybe running errands or getting ready to go out and maybe do a little fishing. Does sound like a good way to spend the day. And if you are going to, uh, if you are going to hang out, I kind of started talking about this last week, and then uh, I got my guest on here, so I'm just going to kind of uh, pick this up where I sort of uh, started talking about it yesterday. Was uh, or last week, I should say, was um, talking a little bit about uh, some late summer crappie fishing and just fun of uh, the fun of of fishing that, um, and just, uh, you know, trying to figure out where these fish are at. Um, it was really kind of, you know, the first step in, in that key to success or the, key, it, it, I guess maybe it would be the first key to, uh, opening the door of success. Oh man, what a phrase. Uh, anyway, um, it's Saturday morning. I'm tired being a wordsmith. <laughs> uh, Anyhow, but you get the idea. Um, <laughs> you want to catch the fish, you got to go find them. Okay, there, there we go. Um, the next thing to, to remember, uh, besides location, is, you know, remember that uh, crappies do tend to school up. So, you know, once you find a nice sized one, uh, chances are there's, there's going to be more out there. Um, not an aid in finding your crappie, um, Kind of need to use uh, your electronics uh, on the boat there to uh, help find the the right kind of structure they prefer this time of year. Um, you know, you're looking for drop-offs or edges along the river and creek channels. Um, additionally, uh, you know, certainly you're looking at some of the the more traditional uh, cover areas where they're going to be hanging out, um, you know, stumps and logs or, or brush that. Um, they can hang out in and, and wait for bait fish to come by and, and certainly places where they can uh, hide from predators uh, themselves. Um, one thing is that uh, it, to keep in mind in uh, just kind of a, a, a strange little fact about crappie anyway is that uh, they tend to school horizontally, uh, so roughly at, at the same, all at the same depth um, when they school up. So you know, now when you are looking for them, uh, depth will depend on, on you know, such factors as um, structure, location, water temperature, clarity, um, things like that. And really, you know, as far as the depth goes, it could be anywhere from, I don't know, 4 to 20 feet. It would, you know, certainly depends on the, uh, the particular body of water that you happen to be fishing. Um, so it's kind of difficult to you know predict specifically where they're uh where they're going to be you know obviously it's going to depend primarily on their uh their food source um so again you know if you find one make note of of you know where you took the fish in uh in regards to you know the surrounding structure depth cover um and you know see if you can you know catch you know Put in the bucket or whatever, repeat, you know, and that's just, um, 
but yeah, crappies is school. Also, the the other thing too is um, it might not matter what the structure is. Sometimes it's a school they like to suspend in open water, but you know, you're not going to be that far from um, some of those cover elements as well. Um, but they might be a little, uh, just a little ways off. Again, it's going to depend a great deal on the particular, um, you know, body of water. But, you know, they're not going to be, you know, hanging in the main current, that that kind of thing. It, it won't be like that if they're in a, uh, a river system. Um, on a lake, you know, if there really isn't any kind of current or anything, then they might be, you know, hanging off, you know, a little ways off one of those drop-offs or ledge uh, ledges or, you know, uh, hanging just a little ways off the the weed edge, that uh, that kind of thing. Uh, also, too, um, I mentioned that you know you'd need to use a depth finder lo- to to locate that particular kind of structure uh, that that are going to hold those crappie. Um, you know, for shore fishermen, guys like me, um, you know, you don't have to worry too. There are places that that you can access. Um, you know, you're not going to have to walk far along the shoreline to find, you know, down tree in the water. Um, again, these are great spots for uh, for summer crappie. Other fish as well, uh, of course, um, especially a tree that's, uh, um, you know, maybe got a little age to it. You know, I mean, there's new trees that fall in the water from time to time. Uh, you want to let it. If it fell yesterday, probably not going to find a lot of fish there. You're uh, more than anything, it'll it'll be a lure eating tree <laughs> than anything else. But you know, uh, but a tree that's been in the water for a little while, yeah, then you're probably going to find uh, you'll find some fish there anyway. Certainly worth a, a a few minutes to stop and drop a line anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, you know. Many times, too, the other thing uh, to think about, too, is depending on where the tree happens to be located in the uh, the river system, <coughs> it's going to break that current, too, um, <coughs> creating a slack water spot where crappie can wait for bait fish and, um, or your lure, for that matter, uh, and then uh, just, you know, let it drift on in and they'll gobble it down, you know. Same kind of deal with, you know, it's basically, a, you know, it's a a wing dam without the wing, <laughs> uh, so to speak. Uh, now, but you get the idea. It's a current break of, of some kind or another, you know, and fish will find that, uh, will find that very, very useful uh, once they, they figure out where it is or whatever. So it's, uh, um, and there's new ones all the time. So, new opportunities, new places to check out. So, anyway, uh, moving on here a little bit to uh, next part of the uh, the summer crappie equation uh, is going to be lure selection. Uh, I've kind of touched on it a little a little bit here earlier in the show. Um, a lot of anglers favor uh, you know using crappie minnows or fathead minnows, and <clears throat> in a lot of ways. Excuse me, my throat's dry this morning here. My apologies. Um, kind of hard to argue with that particular choice. Yeah, and so it's it's a winner. Um, you know, 
That's really what they're they're looking for. You know, and by placing it in front of them or just above them, um, yeah, you're you're presenting them with a uh, a great opportunity. And a real simple setup, of course, you know, for a, uh, a vertical presentation. You know, just hook the minnow and get it on down there. I mean, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, maybe hook the minnow through the uh, back of the body uh, carefully. Um, not the lips where they can get pulled off the hook a little easier. Uh, seem to stay a little bit more active a little longer this way as well. Um Preference is a, uh, a light wire hook with a, a little bit of split shot uh, for the rig as opposed to uh, maybe a jig. Um, you know, I think it makes it just a, a little bit more lively a minnow anyhow. Um, especially, you know, the other thing too is, uh, especially if you're working in, in brush and, you know, other cover types, um, you know, where you, you know you're going to get hung, off, hung up often, um, Light hooks are a lot cheaper than a bunch of, you know, 32nd or 16th ounce jig heads. Um, probably it might even be a little bit easier to get them back. I mean, you may lose the minnow, but uh, you might be able to just, you know, bend that hook enough and get it back, you know. Uh, some anglers like to use a bobber, pencil bobber, slip bobber, what have you. Uh, Others, not so much at all. So they just uh, like to keep a real close eye on the end of the rod and, and that line. Nothing terribly heavy here as far as uh, line goes, uh, by the way. Probably six-pound test is something I'd, I think I'd probably be working on anyway. If I was fishing maybe open water, I'd you could probably drop down to four, but six is, you know, Probably pretty good for fishing, especially in the the timber and and uh, or brush or anything like that, where you know you might have to kind of uh, manhandle a fish to get them out. Um, so, regardless, anyway, once you've got that minnow rigged, you know just slowly start to move it around the area that you're working. You know, adjust your depth if you aren't finding anything. Um, crappies, like a lot of other fish, are bottom up feeders, meaning that they will. Uh, attack a predator, uh, or attack a meal anyway, so to speak, uh, from underneath. Um, so you want to place that bait just above them um, for the for the best results, you know. And if you're, you know, in your boat and you're marking those fish, you know, just you know work that school, you know, move moving around a little bit. I don't know, you know. I'm guessing that you know some of those fish might be. Uh, you know, active feeders, other ones might be kind of neutral, other ones in a negative feeding pattern. I mean, they're not all going to be in a positive feeding mode. You just have to find, try to, you know, work that, work that school and, and figure out which ones are hungry and which ones aren't. You know, you might be able to trigger, trigger a neutral fish into, uh, you know, depending on how tasty that minnow looks. Yeah, you got to work that school a little bit. But again, work it from above. Um, but and and like I you know, 
I've mentioned earlier too that the uh, the perch bite, you know, heard a few reports that they were gobbling down night crawlers. Same goes for uh, for crappies as well. Um, they don't always have to eat minnows. I mean, that's just kind of you know their preferred food choice, if you will. Uh, that's what they find most often. But they eat other things as well. I mean, they're not really any different than other, uh, you know, panfish. Um, they can, you know, they'll they'll eat night crawlers. They'll, you know, they eat the little bugs and critters on the uh, the weeds and things like that. So, you know, uh, night crawlers or you know waxies or grubs, things along those lines. I mean, you catch them on that in the summer. Or in pardon me, not in the summertime. Well, hopefully in the summertime, but uh, you know during ice fishing season as well. You know. Uh, little leeches, things along those lines, you know, just because, you know, you use them during the the wintertime months doesn't mean that you can't use them in the summer as well. So, um, but, and again, too, you just kind of need to experiment with the, the size of the, the bait, uh, let the crappie tell you what works best, but, uh, just a nice, nice chunk of night crawler, I think, uh, is going to be hard to, hard for a lot of fish to turn down. Um, and just to kind of turn things just a little bit here, uh, if you're like me who doesn't use a lot of live bait for fishing, not because I don't want to, it's just that, um, time wise, it's, it's hard for me to, (coughs) um, keep live bait terribly lively. And, uh, I know at at some point I'm going to get sidetracked and, uh, leave either a, would leave either a bucket of minnows or a uh, container of night crawlers in my car. And um, yeah, no, <laughs> just uh, no, that, that, no, I, I, no, I don't want I, I've known people that have done that uh, by accident and I don't want to be one of those people. Um, it's just, it, it ain't pretty. Um, and I don't care how many air fresheners you have, it doesn't come out very well. So I think I'd rather run over a skunk, um, again, but anyhow, um, you know, there's other ways to catch them as well. Uh, you can fish artificials. You, you can, um, a little bit more of a difficult proposition because, uh, you know, crappies can be notoriously finicky about you know, color selection, you know, if maybe if you used like a little uh, blue tube jig or something yesterday, it seems certain that uh, they aren't going to touch the darn thing today. Um, but, you know, they can be caught on those on those little tube jigs or other little plastics and whatnot. Uh, just to, but to sum it up, you know, there is no consistency to the choices that uh, uh, you can reasonably put into a definable pattern. But that's okay. That's why it's called fishing and uh, not just catching. Just to make sure that you've got a good variety of colors and uh, maybe, you know, a little different, few different styles to, uh, uh, to throw out there for the crappies. Um, little beetle spins, things along those lines are always maybe kind of fun as well. Um, just to, like I said, have a, a decent selection of colors with you as well. Uh, I talked about jig size earlier. Uh, since crappies have small mouths, yeah, small jigs are in order. Uh, 64th, maybe up to an eighth at the, the very biggest, depending on, how big the crappies uh, are, um, even an eighth seems a little bit on the big end for me. Um, but, um, you know, uh, if you latch into a big school, 
you know, or a larger fish, hey, um, more power to you. Uh, but, you know, small tube jigs, twister tails, or even small beetle spins can, uh, like I said, uh, can work to kind of, you know, jazz up the action. Um, and yeah, just thinking about beetle spins, and I haven't chucked one of those in a while. Uh, a little beetle spin with a, a green and orange uh, double tail body. <laughs> I just, I've had great success with that one. I don't know if it's just, I don't know why, but um, it just does. I think I've caught a bunch of different panfish on that. But yeah, and it's a nice, uh, relatively inexpensive lure, but effective as well. Uh, find the bodies in all sorts of different sizes and colors. Um, but yeah, it's one of those, I, I think it's kind of one of those classic lures that maybe gets a little overlooked in the tackle box. But anyway, if none of those work, um, you can always try those little small micro cranks uh, for crappie, either by trolling or casting from shore. <coughs> um, you know, that's certainly an option to uh, uh, to give a try. You know, maybe run it a little bit, you know, like above the weed bed or uh, parallel to the structure that you're working, you know, that tree or something along those lines. Um, you know, that's certainly worth... Uh, Worth maybe giving a try to anyway. Yeah, worth an experiment anyhow. So, um, and if you've ever, you know, read articles about crappie fishing in the in the magazines or online, uh, you know that, um, you know, those diehard crappie fishermen love those long, long rods, you know, 12 to 14 feet in length um, in some cases for their fishing. You know, they do have a benefit, even though they can be, you know, kind of a bear to hold all day long. Um, and I, I tend to like them for the simple reason that, you know, you can, you know, take them and, and, you know, drop that line into a, a small hole or a brush pile of a down tree, someplace you really, you know, you, you just can't cast into, um, well, you could cast into, but you're never going to get the darn thing out, um, uh, very well. Um, you know, but the, the crappie rods that I've looked at and, you know, they run the gamut between like all rods inexpensive to expensive um you know have a nice sensitive tip to detect the the small bites of a crappie um i guess my you know in from my i i, I go the i get i kind of go the other way um with the with the ultralight gear uh i think that's just kind of fun and and certainly qualifies you know uh, as being sensitive enough to to pick up the light bites uh of crappies and well perch and bluegills as well. Um, it's also a little more, I think it's a little more, uh, challenging to work the fish, um, you know, up on shore or into the boat for that matter. Um, so that's, uh, I guess that's just my preference anyway. But as far as, uh, you know, um, kind of the best times to head out anytime really, but, um, mornings and evenings of course are, are, uh, the best time for us. But it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter to the, necessarily to the fish. Uh, with the warmer temperatures, their metabolisms are at their highest, so they can be active really all day long. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so if you want to kind of brave the conditions, and again, today might be one of those days where you, you know, if you want to have a little success, you want to maybe get out there a little, uh, a little early and have to deal with the midday uh, conditions, what have you. Um, 
might not be as many boats out today. Who knows? But uh, um, give it a try anyhow. But a lot of fun, too, uh, for crappie fishing at, uh, uh, at night. Many of the same locations work just as well. Um, bait fish uh, might be a little bit more shallow. Uh, other places to try are, um, and I'm just throwing out some random thoughts here, really true, you know, uh, places to try maybe like, you know, bridge pilings, railroad trestles. Um, those places offer some kind of current um, uh, and, and some breaks from the current anyway. Maybe providing a little bit more dissolved oxygen in the water. Uh, the crappie can hold behind those pilings in the slack water on the downstream side of the river uh, at whatever depth they're most comfortable at or whatever, you know, the depth of the body water is at. Um, they can adapt. Um, despite my preference for artificials anyway, that's probably the one time I would use uh, minnows to, you know, as they maybe would offer the best chance for a, a good bite. And certainly don't be surprised if, you know, you catch the odd bass or two in there as well. Um, they're after the same thing, food. So <laughs> you throw them a minnow and uh, they'll they'll go for it. So, but those are just some thoughts on uh, on some summertime, late summer crappie fishing here. We've still got a good, uh, uh, I think probably a good month of warmer weather and certainly opportunities to get out there and, uh, try some crappie fishing. I think it gave you a few options and maybe hopefully a few thoughts on, on places to go and, and things to try when you're out the next time. So i to take a break. Be back in just a few moments with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM.